Hey everybody, I'm back. Uh, age gap number two. This is uh, the teen years, 14 to 18. That opening track was uh, from Hot Hot Heat. Really cool fucking uh, post-punk band that came out of Canada. Uh, I want to say they were big for me my graduation year of 02. So I guess that was kind of relevant. But this track in particular didn't come out till much later. Um, it just had relevance to what's going on with this time period. The lyrics just went, they all warned me to stay out, stubborn, stupid, scarred, and proud. Don't try to warn me. Uh, I make my own mistakes. I don't care how long it takes. I'll make my own mistakes again. But all I know is all I got is, and it's just frustration. And then it's also give up, give up. And I got to get away from here. It's killing me just thinking about it. And those lyrics alone, like, kind of really paint a picture in my head of like how I was my big deal back then um like I said this is high school those four years of high school and I'm gonna go ahead and start it with uh eighth grade uh after so what was it summer so the summer of I already graduated eighth grade and I'm going to high school now my school as I said I told you guys about it I was going to an honor roll program at at a middle school I already had uh, my first actual girlfriends and shit, sex has already happened, uh, and, um, a lot of my friends, because I knew them through baseball and, uh, Little League and shit like that, and that's, those are pretty much the ones that I knew outside of school before I went there, and then going to school, you know, I got new friends and everything, and it was cool. A lot of them were also going to the same high school as me, but a bunch of them, <laughs> were uh, not the best at school, and so they would have to go to summer school to get credits to be able to go to high school on time. And me, I mean, my summers uh, pretty much were not really a big deal. I mean, my family likes doing shit. Like, I'm talking about my cousins and stuff a lot, but it, it, it gets boring real quick, you know? And I figured I could still do that anyway, but I signed up for summer school for two reasons. One... All my friends were had to go to summer school, so it's kind of like, all right, well, uh, I might as well go too. And then B, I ended up getting extra credits. Like uh, every summer, I would do this for a few years actually, because consistently my friends fucked up to where they I, they had to go to summer school, so I might as well go anyway. Every summer I would do PE, which you're allowed to swim every time or just fucking play sports. So I got rid of PE right away. You know, because you only have to do PE for two years in high school, credit-wise. So I literally did it my eighth grade into freshman year summer and my ninth grade into junior, sophomore year of summer. And um, I'll get into that later. Like, that, that was fucking the best year, man, because literally our teachers did not give a fuck. We were swimming all day long. Some kids played basketball and soccer and shit like that in the field. But every, the majority of people, because, I mean, it's SoCal. It's fucking hot. Just swam. And, uh... That was the shit because you realize real quick the girls that were like all for it, man. I remember fucking messing around with girls underwater. Uh, I mean, they were into it. It wasn't like fucking we're assaulting them or nothing. I mean, like they were all into it, fucking grinding their twats all over and shit on your knee. Good times. And um, so yeah, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna start there with the eighth grade thing. Um, I did that summer school. I forget what the fuck other class I took. Maybe like a science or a math class or something to get those credits out of the way. I know I couldn't take English because that was only for people that needed it and show that, and I was always ahead on that. Um, but, yeah, like I said, the the, the lyrics of, like, um, you know, I'm stubborn, I'm stupid, I'm scarred, and I'm proud. That's literally was me back then. I was stubborn as fuck, man. I was one of those kids that just, you couldn't teach me shit. I was going to learn it on my own, or I thought I already knew better. You know, I, I, I knew I was smarter than most, but I took that as... I was the smartest person around type shit. Like, my parents couldn't teach me shit. Um, my brother, the only thing he could really do is, like, fucking fight me, I guess, or beat me up. But he couldn't really teach me anything because he was a big sports head. That was his whole thing. By this point, he's cause he's four, five years older than me, but he was, what, five or four years ahead of me in school. So either when I graduated high school, yeah, high school, when I graduated eighth grade or middle school or whatever, he had graduated high school. So he was always ahead of me. So my freshman year, um, I ended up just becoming friends with all of his older friends that were younger. You know, like, they were sophomores or juniors and stuff like that. They kind of 
especially through baseball. He was a big baseball head, like I said. And um, when I went there, my freshman year, I tried out for, for freshman baseball, got on it. It wasn't a big deal. Um, it, that was another year that I realized I really didn't want to play baseball anymore. That wasn't my thing. I mean, I was decent, but I wasn't good. And my brother was amazing. Uh, the coach was kind of a dick because he knew my brother and he was like, oh yeah, you're another one of those. Like, you know, same last name and everything. He's all like, oh, uh, why, do you pitch like your brother? And I was like, no, I kind of play second base and like uh, short and stuff like that. And he goes, well, you're kind of short in size for that for high school, so maybe you should do outfield. Okay, whatever. Outfield's kind of lazy, man. I mean, it's needed. And I mean, there's some good players out there that are outfielders like in professional leagues, but overall, I don't know. To me, action-wise is in the infield. And, um, like I said, I did it. It was cool. Um, and when you do practice, you don't just practice with just a freshman team. You practice with JV. Sometimes they'll have you jump in in varsity just to fucking embarrass you and kind of ground you, I guess, where you realize, like, damn, I can't hit this dude's ball because he's throwing, like, fucking 88, 90 miles an hour and shit like that. And, um, it was cool, you know, but we all got to hang out. We did gym together, which was, like, a zero period and, uh... Seventh period? I want to say there's six periods in school. One, one through six. Yeah, because four is lunchtime and then five, six. So seven, seven period and zero period, and um, you do that and stuff like that. So like I said, I, in my head, I already kind of knew a lot. I knew what I was doing already. Um, the biggest change though, going into high school, was I decided. I told my parents, and they kind of were like, whatever. Um, I didn't want to be in honor rolls anymore. I would do a few honor classes. Like, I think that's what ended up happening. I, my, my parents got me to keep my math as honors, my English, and I think an elective. Like, I remember taking psychology in high school, which was really cool because that teacher was fucking awesome. I took um, uh, economics later on. This is like junior year or something like that, and U.S. government as opposed to just stopping at geography or whatever fuck, fucking uh, random... Um, what the hell do they call it? Like a history class? Because you go from history into the other stuff. But you can stop after, I think, two years. And I'm going on. So, yeah. Those are some of the few ones that I did. And, um... Sorry, the dudes are texting. Um, yeah, don't try and warn me. I can make my own mistakes. Don't care how long it takes. I'll make my own mistakes again. But all I know is that I got this. So, give up. I gotta get away from here. It's killing me just thinking about it. That was another big thing about high school years for me at least I really did not like um I didn't like uh I didn't like that that it seemed as though I needed to get my shit together right away everybody kind of started pressuring you freshman sophomore year sophomore year big time freshman year I guess they kind of let you fuck up because like I said I think I want to say freshman year was the last year that I had any honor roll classes after that sophomore year I was like fuck this I'm never fucking doing this shit ever again and uh I realized right out the bat that sophomore year that like dude fucking schoolwork is way easier as a regular high school kid than it is as a fucking honor like in honor rolls you're literally having homework if not every day every other day in regular um high school level class at least at the time in California like dude I think we had homework like once a week at best maybe on the weekends but I mean, people like me and a few other people in class that I noticed, like, we, we could finish homework in class. It wasn't fucking hard. The guy gave you the assignment, you know, the teacher would put it up on the board in the corner, like, things needed by Friday or things needed or due by this week. And it would be like, read these pages and answer these questions at the end of each chapter and shit like that. You could do that in class while everybody's pretending to read the fucking chapter. You could literally just skip ahead and fucking do it. Like, oh, hey, the question was this. Because, like, the way I would always do it with homework was, like, write the questions out if if the question was like in 1946 what happened in louisiana some stupid shit like that or i'm just fucking bullshit right now but while we're reading in a, in the class you know like the page and they're like oh during this happened fucking write it down it's not hard and then later on when i was at home or if anything or later on in the class if i had extra time even in another class i would reread that part and just elaborate more you know it wasn't hard i got fucking a's in classes a's and b's were not hard for me my parents, that was my big deal. My dad, he would always tell me, like, as long as you keep B's, I'm not going to fuck with you. If you get a C or a D, we're talking. Like, this is going to be an issue. You're losing fucking privileges. You're doing all kind of shit. You're not allowed to go out. All kind of stuff. But as long as I had a B average or B's and higher, he didn't even care. My mom, I don't tend to think about it now. I don't really think she cared. 
Uh, maybe because, like, her family-wise, like, they didn't really... A lot of them didn't even graduate high school. She was one of the ones that went to college. Um, a few other people in her in her family did, but, I mean, not really... It wasn't really a big deal. I know some of my aunts, like, didn't. Um, a few of my cousins on that side still haven't or don't. Like, it's not a big deal out there. And, um... That, that's one of the things, like I said, I, I noticed big time. And like I said, it, it was frustrating for me because growing up, you're told to try your hardest and do your best and shit like that. And my brother went through all that. He was a big time honor roll student. He did all that shit. He has, his letterman jacket was loaded with fucking too many fucking uh, patches and, and uh, little medals and shit like that. He was on a debate team. He was on fucking, uh, what the hell's that one thing called where like you do... Um, like the fake world you know or like it's kind of like an extension of debate you kind of do the whole I don't know he did that he did mathletes he did all kind of shit um and uh he always seemed like he didn't have a life and it's crazy because in retrospect and I would only find this out once I became a, a freshman because in 8th grade I think I picked him up one time when he was drunk uh took my parents car he told me to he, um we went I went to go pick him up it was down the street um, at night, and, um, yeah, I saw him all drunk, all passed out and everything, his friends being stupid, picked him up, gave him a ride back home, wasn't an issue, freshman year, um, my freshman year, and his first year of college, he still hung out with a bunch of his friends, you know, they were seniors and shit, and, and like I said, they were on the baseball team with me, so we got to party a lot, and it wasn't like my brother just took me, it was more of like, I was invited anyway, because the guys were like, hey, do you come into my house on Friday, or this Thursday, or whatever? yeah sure we'd go there they would just get smashed man I mean that that's where my alcoholism I guess fucking really started freshman year um drink a lot man uh I remember um like it was it was crazy cause it wasn't just me it wasn't like I was the youngest person there uh there was a few other freshmen uh who's also their older brother which I guess is a thing um at least where I grew up, like, if your brother does shit, you're allowed to do stuff too, you know, because right, you hang out with your brother's friends, and, and not just, I don't mean just automatic, like, if you're a fucking goofy, weird-ass person or something, then obviously it's not happening, you're like, yeah, fuck, dude, your brother's fucking weird, but I was good enough and cool enough, I guess, at the time to go out and shit like that, and I never thought anything of it, and um, one of the guys who I'm still friends with to this day, he um, helped me buy my house, actually, he's a real estate agent now. Um, I mean, he owns his own shit. He owns a whole fucking complex in, in uh, Chicago. He was one of the ones that taught me a bunch of uh, strategy shit for, like, investment. Where he's like, dude, the house is the biggest thing you can ever buy. Like, it's always something you could, you could get rid of if you ever need money and shit like that. Like, you can start over if you own a house. Cool. Bought a house at 24 with him. Or through him. But, um, yeah, um, real good guy, man. Uh, my freshman year, he took me under his, arm, or his wing and shit like that. He had a car. He, um, he would... He would uh, take me after school, after practice and everything. He would drive me home, even though it was out of the way of where he lived. Um, I'm guessing just as a favor because my brother was like that with him. And um, super cool, man. Hung out with him and his girlfriend. His, his girlfriend's little brother was like my age and stuff like that. We always hung out at her house. Everything was real ch super chill. Uh, when we went to parties, if my brother didn't go, I could get a ride from him. Um... A lot of times they weren't that far from my house. I mean, worst case, I could walk, but like, no, nah, dude, they always took care of me. I mean, a lot of drunk driving, not going to lie. Back then, this is like, like I said, this is 98, 99. You know, this is like those cool years that a lot of people talk about where it's like, oh, those are fucking the years and shit. I guess it was. I mean, to me, it was just the times. I, I can't say anything different about it. You know, like I said, I was, I was young, but I grew up fast. And uh, that's probably another reason why, in my head, I consider that, like, yeah, dude, I was frustrated. I was always thinking, like, um, I could do more, and I should do more, and shit like that, you know what I mean? Uh, let's see. What did I write down on here? Oh, I was working. Yeah, that was another one. So, um, freshman year of high school, I did um, the cafeteria shit. You get paid to fucking do it. You get, like, I don't know. It was nothing. You got paid, like, a hundred and some bucks at the end of, like, two weeks or something like that. Because, I mean, this is back when, like, minimum wage was, like, five-something, six bucks and uh, an hour. And you're only working, like, two hours or two and a half or something. I don't know. But it was cool, man. You're fucking 13, 14 years old. Well, 14, yeah. Getting paid money, like, to fucking 
to pretend anyway you're just hanging out with a bunch of people and shit like that um the following year which is sophomore year my sophomore year uh is when i met bucks bucks is, that's how i met him through the uh school cafeteria thing that was my second year in so i already kind of knew the ins and outs i didn't give a fuck back then i was like pretty much stealing from the school uh there was a thing that we had it was called a meal deal it's 250 it was a uh, pizza bread some fries and a large soda pizza bread was i think a dollar something on its own uh fries were a dollar and soda was a dollar so realistic wise you saved yourself what 75 cents if you bought all three of them and um i would just charge people even though they bought that i would just charge it and ring it up as either a large soda or a large fry and give them everything anyway and it was a trip man um i remember this girl and i still know her to this day she lives by my, by my parents house kind of funny and the last time i ran into her was uh when i switched over to uh her insurance company which is state farm she works for state farm and um i ran into her and it's kind of funny because we both still had this in our head she she was cute back then uh you know like she's still kind of cute now uh but um at the time, she was she was one of the banging ones in high school. I was like, oh, fuck, she's fucking really cute. And she had, like, you know, she hung out with the cute girls and shit like that. She was part of that little clique. Wasn't a cheerleader or nothing, just these fucking cute little girls and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, uh, it was so crazy because, uh, like, my boys, I was always ho hooking them up with, like, shit, you know, like, my buddies from wrestling. I also wrestled freshman year. Um, I tried playing football for a bit and just didn't care. I, I made the cut. And I was a free safety, which is basically, <laughs> like, not modern day. Modern day free safety, you're doing a lot. But back then, it was more like, all right, you're, like, the last hope to tackle somebody, and you're just kind of catching shit. But I made the team, like I said. It wasn't a big deal. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't fucking start. I didn't really play. I think I played maybe four games total. I got real cool with a lot of the people there. That's uh, Some of my boys, They from that, ended up going to actual colleges. They went to universities. They were all about it, man. The Phillips. Um, you can look them up. There's Simone uh, brothers that grew up out here. They were born in Rialto, but moved to Purdue. I want to say when they're in middle school or something like that. But they uh, ended up going to San Bernardino High School with me in uh, '98 to 2000. The oldest brother um, went to graduated, I think, '01 or 2000. Um, but yeah, he went to college. He went to Oregon, and then uh, the younger brother, the one that graduated with me, went to um, Florida, but not. I want to say like Tampa. I don't know. He he played there for like a year or two before he got injured. But full scholarship, man. He he lucked out. They were they were fucking just cool people too. Besides being like real good football players. But yeah, freshman year, me and um, Paul, the younger one, uh, had to do freshman football. Even though they kicked him up to JV by the end of it, and that's kind of when I started playing. When they kicked up a lot of the uh, freshman guys to JV about midseason, freshman year. Um, but like I said, it was cool, man. I, I was kind of like that dumb little jock kid and shit. But by that point, I kind of was already over sports. It wasn't even um, that I didn't, that I wasn't good or not. It was just that I didn't really enjoy it. And so since I wasn't really focused there, I kind of was more, my big deal, especially with all the sports, was more just hanging out in the gym, like kind of working out. Because I was little. I still was until I graduated. But I mean, I was a little guy. Um, so in my head, I always had that mentality of like, fuck, well, I got to kind of bulk up or get big or do something. And, um, and then by sophomore year, I, I'm kind of skipping ahead and bouncing around, but I'm trying to stick to one subject, like, like my growth of, uh, like athletics. I got out of it by freshman year. Like I said, I, I left the football team. Um, still hung out with a bunch of those guys. I uh, still know some of them through my work and just random places where I see them around town and shit like that. Um, and they're still cool. Uh, baseball, same thing. I gave up after freshman year. After freshman year, I was like, yeah, fuck all this. Like, there's no point. I'm not going to try. Like, you know, it's not my thing anymore. Focused big time on uh, Taekwondo at that point. Got more into that. Um, that was cool. I, I really liked it a lot. Not just the form stuff, but more of the actual um, tournaments where you actually had a, you know, a point, point fight where you're pretty much just, you stop once you make contact with somebody. That was cool because I was one of the few that actually could box because, my, like I said, my dad was a boxer. He taught me a lot of stuff growing up just when I was a kid, so I already had that. Taekwondo, the only real thing with that was just kicking, you know, and spin kicks and shit like that. Um, got into Aikido later on, but that wasn't through tournaments. That was after I'd already left the place that I was learning, the dojo or whatever you want to fucking call it. But, um, yeah, and that was only because their pricing got crazy, and my parents were like, yeah, fuck all this. I think I talked about that last episode, our last uh, age gap where um, 
they tried bringing back in those half belts where like there's orange and brown and uh what's another one purple those are belts in between like the real belts and once that shit happened my parents were like yeah fuck all this we're not paying for extra stuff when belt the belt ceremony costs so much already um but uh go back to it yeah yeah i, I was working um met bucks uh that was really cool times man me and bucks uh got real close real quick he was uh at the time really quiet real um to himself and stuff like that. don't know why or whatever like i mean compared to now i mean it's as if we switch roles <laughs> like i'm more the quiet person and stuff like that, and he's like the more brash like um outspoken one out of us he has confidence i i mean if you would have saw us back then you would have probably said i was the more confident one even though i wasn't i was just fronting you know pretty much because like i said i've always had this weird like uh anxiety in my head around groups of people where i feel like everybody's being judgmental because i know how i can be and so in my own head I, I feel like i have to talk more to give nobody time to think like horrible thoughts or whatever because i know how i am and i figure that other people are the same way this is how i was back then um and then like i said uh being that way i i pushed away a lot of people there's a lot of people that like just didn't like me um i had issues especially in high school in high school i started kind of it wasn't more bullies it was just people that like would would end up being like a problem my whole like high school uh, tenure i guess you would call it <laughs> but um yeah like we had issues i would have like there i had a actual now i call him a rival me and this dude like hated each other man um i talked about him last episode last age gap in eighth grade so i've known this dude for a while in seventh grade i met him but i didn't really know him that well but in eighth grade we had classes together um he's the one who my second girlfriend left me for she left me she was i guess technically cheating i guess but i mean it wasn't anything crazy like you know she just fucking went off with him one day and then talked to me about it the next day like hey i think we should like see other people like ah fuck and then within the week i realized who she's with already it's like that's fucked up and at the time, he wasn't even kind of throwing that in my face or nothing. He was just like, ah, whatever, you know. But in high school, uh, on the wrestling team, me and him were at the lowest weight, which is uh, 98 pounds. He weighed probably like 105, and I literally weighed 84 pounds. Uh, another one of my buddies weighed like 89. So me and him didn't have to cut weight, but everybody else literally cut weight, you know, come uh, match, come the, the actual matches and stuff like that but yeah i didn't never had to cut weight never had to stop eating wasn't a, a deal or nothing like that but me and him had issues uh at practice we would get into it our coach knew about it and would fucking literally have us like wrestle it out all the time like you guys are fucking gonna be stupid you better fucking use that anger and shit for the other team fuck all that save that shit for later i don't want you guys hurting each other but if you guys need to do anything fucking handle it out right now i'll tell you guys right now wrestle Nothing's gonna happen. Nothing illegal. I'm gonna watch all this stuff, and whoever wins wins, and just suck and settle it like that. And it was funny because it was literally like mismatch all the time. If um, if you got on my back or around me at one point while wrestling, um, you know he could get me down and hold me down to the point where like I couldn't do anything. But if we were wrestling and holding up, and we're up back and forth, kind of going off, like you know where it's like I kind of had, you know, arm around your neck and arm trying to hold the other arm, and you're going back and forth. I could hold my own and drop him eventually like he would kind of either get tired or i just saw opening i could trip him and drop him down to where you know i was on top of him as opposed to he was behind my back behind my back i just wasn't that good at at the time um and he was just like i said suffocate me and just kind of hold me over with his weight it wasn't that much bigger you know he's only like what eight or ten pounds more but i guess that shit mattered and uh we had issues big time then uh that girl that was uh both of our girlfriends i guess you know um she also went to that high school. Um, he stayed with her, I think, freshman year. So that that was another thing. That's when he started throwing it in my face about shit. Like, oh, yeah, she used to tell me that fucking... You used to fucking uh, be all all scared about shit. And you're, you're fucking panicking. You had panic attacks and shit. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Which, I guess, was my anxiety shit that he stalked her about. So it's kind of fucked up that she would fucking run her mouth about me to the new boyfriend. Which, I mean, it's petty shit. But at the time, you know, in high school, like, you don't know any better. Like... Now I know, like, that's fucking just what chicks do and shit like that. Like, when a girl beats a new dude, she's just like, oh, yeah, my last guy sucked because of this, this, and this. But at the time, you know, 14 years old, you're like, that's the whole world. You're just like, what the fuck, man? I told her that shit in confidence. I thought, like, that shit was our thing. And so, you know, there was that. Um, 
yeah, that's pretty much the sports part. What else do I have kind of to keep me on the page here? Uh, thinking I knew it all, no one could teach me anything. Yeah, like I said, that was, that was a, a real big deal on, on my end. I always thought that shit. And um, what else we got going on? Do-do-do. Quit sports and honor roll, yeah. Started going out more, yeah. Like I said, I was going out more uh, working. Oh, let's expand on that. So, yeah, that's how I met Bucks. Like I said, he, he was a soft-spoken guy. Super fucking cool person, though, man, even back then. Um, even back then, it was exactly the way he is now. You know, he, his house is the house to go. Um, the way I remember it was um, we worked together, like I said, uh, it was for the school program, our lunch program and shit. Like, we did that. Um, I was cool with a dude named, uh, we call him the worm, Jerry, he's a super cool dude, and so that last I heard about him, 10 or so years ago, he was still doing good, uh, I ran to him at one of the concerts at my work, and, um, like I said, he was with his lady, he was, I think they were engaged or whatever, so he, everything was going good, hopefully that shit worked out, um, but yeah, really cool, goofy fucking dude, man, uh, grew up with a bunch of gangster people, but he wasn't one, he was just fucking goofball and shit like that, he was in the, in the, uh, thing with me too, um, so me and him would always hang because we had classes together. We were both sophomores. Bucks on the other end was a freshman, and um, when we would we would work together, and then um, uh, after in between lunches is that period where like you know one lunch is over, they go to class, and the other class that had lunch second period hadn't got out yet. It was like fifteen to twenty minutes, maybe half an hour. I don't know, but enough time for us to eat. So all the workers would have our break, and we'd go eat. That's when we started hanging out with Bucks. Bucks was really cool. Back in the day, like I said, this is 98, 99. Fucking wrestling was a shit back then. WWF, fucking Attitude Era, Stone Cold, shit like that. Like, fucking Shawn Michaels, DX. That was the fucking time right there. Um, so we would talk about wrestling. That was, like, one of the things, you know? Like, Raw or maybe SmackDown was around then. But I know for sure Raw. Like, Raw was a shit. And um, Bucks was the guy, man, still is, I mean, as much as he likes to say he doesn't watch wrestling, we just went over, I just went over the house the other day, and wrestling was on, so it's like, what the fuck, dude, um, but, uh, yeah, big on wrestling at the time, man, he, he was, he was a huge fan, he had fucking t-shirts, he had all kind of cool shit, and, um, so we we're talking about whatever pay-per-view or fucking something that was gonna happen, and he's like, oh, well, if you guys want, you guys come to my house, and we're like, oh, really, and like I said, dude, I grew up as a little poor kid and shit, and Jerry, I guess, same thing, and so we're looking at him, like, oh, yeah, really, dude, like, we barely know you kind of thing. We didn't say that, but it's just like, oh, uh, okay. He's like, yeah, dude, live like right down the street and stuff. Okay. Yeah, if you guys want, you, we can come to my house after school this one, like, day this week, and we'll just hang out there. All right. Took him up on the offer, went to his house after school. Dude, fucking super nice, man. Met his mom, who's one of my other moms now. Um, met his brothers. They're fucking cool. Uh, and this is, like I said, when we were all kids. You know, this is literally when I met him. I was 15. I want to say he's the same age as me. He's just... Uh, lower grade because of something I either like he started school later or whatever I don't fucking know but um yeah met his whole family fucking super cool people man it was great uh we all hung out that time I want to say everybody he invited went to the pay-per-view that time but I still hit it off with them dude Bucks is still well obviously we still hang out now but he was just a great it was he still is a fucking great guy man he's he's just that guy I love that dude to death um and, uh, yeah, so we hit it off. We became buddies and shit like that and stuck around for the longest. Um, I said, we, me and him used to, at that age, go to restaurants together because we had actual checks. We had our own money. Um, we would go to restaurants and fucking eat. Like, we were adults, dude. It was a trip. Like, at the time, it was just cool. It was like, fuck yeah, dude. We're going to go fucking spend money. And we're going to go eat food and shit like that at a restaurant. Fuck yeah, they're going to service in there. But looking back at it now, that's fucking a trip, dude. Like, there's no kids that do that shit anymore. Like... I mean, probably because you don't have to, you know, you got Uber Eats or fucking whatever, but, like, think of 250, when's the last time you went to a restaurant and you saw two 15-year-old kids eating together, just hanging out, and, I mean, we were 15, but we looked 12 or 13, we're both, at the time, even Bucks was little as fuck back then, uh, had a little boy face and everything, he still does, hidden underneath all that, but, um, yeah, you know, we had little kid faces and shit, I for sure looked like it, like I said, I weighed fucking less than 92 pounds, and, um, yeah, uh, so, so that was really cool. And then after that, uh, my buddy Zach, who I brought up before, um, he was working at um, an old folks home. And so the following year after that school year, which would be junior year, I ended up going with him there. And uh, I'd work there. I'd work on the weekends, uh, daytime, and on the weekdays after school, go over there and fucking work. And that was fucking cool, man. 
for multiple reasons. One, it was like a legit job. I got paid fucking bank, dude. Like, I was bringing home, like, or home. I was bringing to myself, like, 300 bucks every paycheck, which is fucking stupid. You know, this is like every two weeks, three weeks. It, it was money, dude. That's nuts. Um, because, like I said, you don't have to pay taxes. I was a kid. I only worked so many hours. But, yeah, dude, I literally was bringing home money. Um, I was working with adults. You know, they were the ones that were the cooks and shit. All I did was serve food. I would walk to the old people, like, in a room. Um, we Like, certain people served, uh, like, because eventually I became a lead. But um, we would go serve them at their rooms, like, the ones that couldn't leave and shit like that. And the ones that had 24-hour care with the nurse and shit like that. But the ones that did, that were able, like, this wasn't a, a, a convalescent home where people were sick. This is an old folks home where fucking they're active. They could drive their cars. They could leave whenever they wanted. So... They would go downstairs, and this was all included with their shit, and get food. And, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, today you're eating this only. No, they got, like, options. They got three or four, I want to say three meals, fourth if you had a dietary thing, but three meals to choose from. So we go to the table, ask them what they wanted to drink, get all the drink orders, go to the back, make the drink orders, come out to the table, serve them the drinks, then take their food orders, go to the back, get the food orders out, boom. And, like, custom shit, dude, it wasn't, like, just, like, oh, you want the sandwich? Okay. Like, if they're, like, I want the sandwich on wheat bread instead of white bread or on fucking egg bread. Whatever. We did all that shit, and the cooks would do it. Fucking awesome job, man. It was super cool. Um, met a lot of really cool old people, and I've always been really, uh, not attached, but, like, I find a, kin- a kinship with older people. I don't know. Maybe just, like... In my own head, probably because I was raised by my grandparents. Not raised by them, but I mean, I was around them a lot. So I kind of saw, and and I had that, they had that old school mentality of like, respect your elders type shit. So I always grew up with that mindset. And so working with these older people, or working for them, uh, they were super cool, man. I mean, don't get me wrong, not all of them were. There were some that were shitty. But um, I met some Holocaust survivors that fucking still had the... the the fucking number mark on their arm and shit like that. Like, they're they fucking crazy. They had stories, man. Like, you know, they didn't tell you everything right away. But like I said, I worked there for a year and a half, maybe two years. Um, I only quit there to when I got a, uh, either when I got another job or when I went to school full-time at college. But I, I worked there for high school, or through high school. Um, the end of sophomore year, so junior year and, and part of senior year. Um, real cool, man. Liked it a lot. Uh, the other benefits were there was other girls that were my age that worked there too that went to different high schools and shit like that so I got to be cool with them which meant I got to go to their fucking high school parties fuck around with girls from fucking other fucking high schools and stuff in in my area it was San Bernardino High School which I went to Pacific High School which was kind of closer those girls are fucking oh man a lot of them I went to school with when I went in my elementary school which is on the south side so a lot of those girls I would run into later on as adults, and it's like, oh, shit, like, I remember this one girl that, um, I was always cool with her, uh, she wasn't ugly in the sense of, like, there's something wrong, it was just, she was ugly, like, her parents didn't know how to do her hair, she had big-ass fucking glasses, I don't know, like, and just, she dressed fucked up, so she just looked trashy, high school, when I ran into her later on in high school, through the Pacific people that worked with me, and at Pacific parties, fucking gorgeous, dude, that was awesome, and, and it was cool, because she remembered me as being this fucking super nice guy, and she like, Nothing happened with me and her, but she helped me get with, like, a few of her buddies. That was fucking cool. Uh, Cajon, a lot of my buddies from my middle school, since they lived up in Muscoy, they went up there. So I got to know them. Still hung out with them. Uh, got to go party with them. And like I said, through sports, you meet other people, too. Like, uh, in baseball, my buddy Jason that I talked about from middle school, he played baseball for Cajon. So I would see him at games. I mean, yeah, his team beat us. <laughs> uh, freshman year? Yeah, I want to say they beat us two out of three games. Uh, I know the doubleheader, we split it. But, yeah, I hung out with them after this after the game and shit like that. Like, uh, his parents gave me a ride home. They're, they were cool people. Like I said, I've known them forever. He was a great guy. He probably still is. Um, so I got to meet him. He always hit me up. Um, I know friends junior year. My friends uh, lived up on the north end, the ones that still went to my high school. And, uh, oh, what was the other school? San Gregorio. San G. Um, yeah. Same kind of thing. Like I said, uh, through sports, I got to meet people and hang out, do parties. Like I said, when you're in when you're in sports, or what I guess back then it was called like a jock chillat, you talked to other schools. Like you hung out with other people and chillat. Like even when, even though your team's supposed to hate on these people, that was all just in the fucking audience. Like parents like boo and chillat. But us, we didn't give a fuck, dude. Like it was just... Oh, your team won, cool, whatever. But I mean, 
like I said, a lot of us knew each other from going to middle school with these kids. And, like, if my boy on my team's hanging out with the dude from San G, like, oh, hey, what up, dude? Like, they know each other. It's like, oh, dude, who's that? Oh, this is my buddy. Fucking, we play Little League together and all kind of shit. Oh, okay, cool. So, he's a good guy. So, we started bullshitting and hanging out. And then, eventually, we all hang out. Um, and, like I said, for me, having a fucking job and having money, like, paid for me to be able to go out and do shit with these people. Like, I could just go. Um, uh, back then, we were able to go buy fucking alcohol at 7-Elevens. You just... I had to pay more. Like, there was a 7-Eleven by our school that if you went and talked to the guy, you, you're the way he, he eventually explained it to us was you walk to, like, Candy Isle, whatever, just grab something, go to the register, and, like, tell him that you want a 24-pack or a 12-pack of whatever, and he goes, okay. He charges you for the 24-pack and whatever you're trying to buy, so he char- overcharges you pretty much. You give him the money. He gives you the candy thing or whatever fuck you get. You walk outside and go near the dumpster, which is where the back exit is, like, for them. Like, 7-Eleven employees go out to throw trash away, shall I? He waits until there's no customers in or whatever, or, here, or until another employee comes out. Comes out and gives you a fucking, your beer in a plastic, or plastic, in a big paper bag. And you just walk off. And that was it. Dude, we all knew this. It was just, like, a thing. I, I learned that through, I guess, my, the older guys at my school. Like I said, dude, like, drinking was just a thing back then. Like, it was fine. Nobody ever cared about, like, oh, yeah, fucking, you're getting drunk and you're a kid. It wasn't a, really a thing. Like, I remember going to house parties and the parents were there fucked up on alcohol, weed, whatever, probably even drugs, and just letting the kids fucking party, man. And it was, like, the thing to do. There was a girl, uh, fuck, what the hell's her fucking name? Super cool chick, man. She lived, uh near the adult ed, which is walking distance from, uh, the high school, and, like, her house fucking was the party house, dude, big time, like, people got beat up over there, people got fucking stabbed, like, all kind of crazy shit over there, but every fucking weekend, dude, there's always a party going on there, and it wasn't just to our high school, like, other high schools went there, too, and girls that, because she was a cheerleader, and, uh, girls that transferred or moved or whatever and went to another school, like, she still was cool with them, and so they would bring their friends over, Dude, that was, like, the hookup spot, man. Like, you could literally be with your girlfriend there, get into a fight in front of everybody. Not, like, a fist fight, but, like, an argument fight. Your girl leaves or stays, whatever, and you guys are pissed off at each other, and another girl will just fucking swoop up and be like, hey, and fucking, it was on. It was the best. I love that kind of shit. Uh, what else do I got written on here? Like I said, I'm kind of bouncing all over. This is, like, to me, a lot. This is a big year, so I might even do a part two for this. Um, Going out more. Going to clubs. Okay, me and my buddy, uh, Zach, he was the one who got me to start going to shows and stuff like that. Um, there was a spot, I don't even know if it's still open, but I know it's something now, but I know it's not what it was. It was, um, the Old West, Gotham, that's what it was called, it was called Gotham. Downtown and Colton area, but pretty much the borderline of San Bernardino, Colton. Like I said, our city, as big as it fucking is, everything's small to us. Like, when you're in high school, like, going to Colton is not a fucking big deal. Going to Rialto wasn't a fucking big deal. Going to Muscoy, going to, I mean, Hesperia, yeah, that's Victory, that's, that's fucking far. But, I mean, going to Redlands, not that big a deal. Um, Shiesty, uh, Bucks' brother-in-law, was talking about how he grew up. He was a, a Highland kid. Highland's another city. Yeah, that was nothing. He was saying that they used to go party in Redlands all the time. That was just a normal thing in high school. Um, same for us out here in Purdue. Like, yeah, we'd fucking party with people from Highland, and eventually people went to High- Redlands, too. Like, oh, hey, well, this party sucks, like... My buddy's having a fucking kegger at, uh, in Redlands. Let's just go. Okay, cool. Fucking jumping in random cars with random people. One of them's drunk, which is a driver. And then, like, just passing beers around. Fucking driving. These are the fucking good old days, man. Like, when you watch movies about the 90s where it shows kids being stupid, skateboarding and shit like that. That was another thing I used to do, too. Skating. Um, that's all real. Like, <laughs> like I forget the fucking name of that movie that Seth, uh, Rogan did, I think. It was called, like, Mid-90s or something like that. All that shit's real, dude. Uh, the one that I like to point out to people, and they're always like, ah, that's an exaggeration shit. It's like, yeah, true, but, I mean, I bet in L.A. it's probably is like that. Um, what's up, rockers? It's a Larry Clark flick. Cool as fuck, man, but uh, how it shows the kids when they're just hanging out in their own neighborhood in the beginning, where it shows them getting drunk and just, like, fucking partying and having, like, a rock band type shit, and they're, like, they have their own band. They're just kind of hanging out with their own friends, and their girls are over there on the street. That was real, man. That was, like, my high school experience. I loved it. It was, it was fucking cool. Um, back to the club setting. So, 
the club was Gotham. Gotham used to have rock shows like once every two weeks, at least once a month that me and Zach would go to. And they were cheap, man. They were like 20 bucks. And like I said, both of us worked, so we had money to go. It wasn't like we had to ask our parents for shit. Um, his mom was super fucking cool. Probably still is. Um, she would give us a ride there. She would fucking pick us up. Um, if not, my mom would. My mom was kind of one of those people. Like I said, my mom was awesome, man. It's kind of weird looking back at it because I remember kind of being like, what the fuck, giving a shit because at one point, uh, sophomore year, her and my dad got into it real bad. My brother was already in college and um, they, were, they weren't they were fighting fist fighting, but they were fighting all the fucking time to the point where I was trying to never be home either. And um, that's, to this day, I still say it, like, you can't have more than two adults in a household. You're going to just have conflict. Because everybody wants their peace and everybody fucking expects to be happy. And, oh, I, well, I work, I do this shit. And I, like, you're not, not going to have it. I'm sorry. Like, I know that that's the new standard now. Nowadays, a lot of people fucking live together in the same house. Like, my neighbors, both sides of me, left and right, fucking four to five fucking adults in the house. And then, like, kids, too. It's like, fuck that, man. Like, and you guys still can't pay the fucking mortgage? Like, what the fuck? It's just me and my wife. And I'm the only one paying the mortgage. <laughs> my wife doesn't fucking contribute to that shit. She pays for kid stuff. And, like, you know, trips and stuff. But I still give her a bunch of shit. But it's pretty much me paying the fucking, well, pretty much it is me <laughs> paying the mortgage. I don't ask for help for nothing at all. Um, never ask her for money. That's, like, I don't know. Maybe because, like I said, I grew up that way of, like, I'm a man. I should provide. As much as people don't want to hear that shit. I mean, I grew up that way. I'm not lying. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we used to go out. And um, the clubs. The club was Gotham. When me and uh, my boy used to go, at first we would go for the all-age shows, you know? Like, I remember one of the first ones we went to go see was Orgy. If you never heard of this band, they were the shit, dude. They did a cool... They got famous by doing a cover of New Order's uh, Blue Monday. But this is when Vapor Transmission, which is their second album, which to me is, like, their fucking best one. I mean, don't get me wrong, their, first, their best tracks are off their first album. Uh, but, like, Gender and Dis- Dissension, stuff like that. And then, fuck, the one with Jonathan Davis. forget the name of that one. Uh, anyway, look it up, everybody. It's fucking good ass shit. Ninety eight, ninety nine. Uh, but two thousand, they came out with this uh, sick ass album, Vapor Transmission. Sick as fuck, man. Like that sits still to this day, kind of different. There's not that many bands that do that. It wasn't industrial in a sense. It was like glam metal. Uh, that's how I would describe it. It's fucking badass, man. Um, they were a real androgynous band and shit like. Like, but we didn't give a fuck. We weren't into that shit. Well, my boy Zach was. He would he would fucking dress up, fucking do his hair all crazy. But he was more into that band X. They're called X Japan in America and stuff. Like that. If you ever looked them up, they're the shit. They were fucking like Guns and Me- Guns and Roses before Guns and Roses. Um, Japanese fucking metal band, fucking sick as fuck. Their drummers fucking ridiculous. They did the song uh, IV. A lot of people think it's called Four, but it's IV for the movie Saw Four. Look up that fucking song. Just type in X Japan, IV, and uh, Saw maybe. I, I want to say there's two music videos. There's one where it has the Saw fucking trailer parts in it, and there's the other one where it's just them on a rooftop. Fucking awesome, fucking beautiful song, man. That's the style of shit that they do. Like I said, like, picture Guns N' Roses at their height, but in the 80s. Like, Guns N' Roses was, what, 88, 89? X-Japan was 82, 83, 84. Like, they were the shit. They have a whole album where they do it with a symphony. Awesome shit. You can look it up. It's all on YouTube and stuff. But they're not taking away any money. Like, I mean, their lead guitarist died, and ever since then, they're kind of not really... Uh, a thing anymore, but they do reunion shows. West Borland from Lincoln, uh, from Limp Biscuit, fucking was part of them for a bit and stuff like that. When they did a reunion tour, sick ass shit. Anyway, he would do that kind of stuff. So he was kind of into him for that. But I remember we went to go see Orgy. That was the first concert that I went to. That was like smaller. Like I mean, I went with my cousins as a kid to punk shows in L.A. and stuff like that when they lived out there. Cool shit and everything, you know, because these are all local bands. Maybe a few fucking bigger bands like Bad Religion and shit like that, um, but, um, Pennywise, you know, stuff like that, but that was more of, uh, especially when I would go out there, it was more of the ska era, it wasn't really, like, hardcore punk shit, like, most of that shit was already done, um, but yeah, so, we go to Gotham, I remember going to see Orgy, ran into, uh, my English teacher, who Bucks had mentioned on one of, oh, either the Bucks Effects or Booze and Dudes, where he's talking about, uh, this teacher, uh, A, would mess around with kids, true, she made out with a few uh, people from high school. Supposedly mess- did more. But I- all I know is that she messed around. She made out with a few of us and shit like that. So that, that was for sure. Uh, but yeah, we ran into her at the Orgy concert. Drunk off her ass, man. At the bar. And uh, the only reason why me and my boy Zach 
were even over there was uh, we noticed from going there so often because we were going there before. Like I said, when it was all all age club nights, you would go over there. And this is back when like breaking was like really big at the time. Like I guess it kind of is again, or maybe it has little levels. But like late nineties, early two thousands, breaking was fucking back again. You know, didn't bring a cardboard or nothing like that. But you went to clubs. All age clubs would fucking have like little rave nights and shit like that, and you could just fucking break dance. And me and my boy Zach knew enough, we could do, like, you know, some tag team moves and shit, and some shuffles, and, like, a little bit of stuff, we could kind of do some spins, couldn't do a turtle, my boy could, but couldn't do that stuff, um, and, like, through martial arts, I was able to do, like, fucking cool spins where I left my, like, leg up and shit, like, looked like I was doing a kick, but I was pretty much just holding my foot across, uh, doing some cool shit like that, uh, could do flips, kind of, you know, like, landing on my hand, like a cartwheel type with one arm, and, uh, so we could hold our own. And what we would do was, me and my boy Zach would go to these spots, and they would have, like, little mini battles, you know, where little cruisers show up, like, four to five guys. And it would just be me and him. And uh, the way that you get attention is, while somebody's doing their shit, you pretend to have a broom, and you would sweep them off. And so that was kind of like the attention grab, like, all right, dude, my turn. Fucking get out of here with your shit. And I was kind of like a fuck you, but in a polite way. So people would get all your attention. And the way that we would do it, we would do that, and then jump in and just do the dumbest shit possible. Like, you know, we're doing shit that has skill, but it's nothing, like, impressive. And uh, what we would really do with that is, A, piss people off. Because one person's going to be pissed off. Whoever fucking we shoved off, that crew's going to be fucking pissed. But the other crews around would be laughing because you just embarrassed that crew. So they're laughing at them now. But in the end, the only reason why we really did that and would continue to do that is because fucking chicks that were walking around, like, kind of just checking it out, they would look up at us like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, because in their head, dude, girls are like that, man. It's like, if... You impress enough people around, there's going to be one or two girls that are like, oh, hi, how are you doing, like, kind of shit. And that was the thing, man. It was cool. Uh, I remember sleeping with a, with an adult woman back then when I was, what, 15, 16. Um, we went, and uh, her name was Ariel. And the only reason why I remember this is because uh, Ariel's, the song from System of Down, was, like, the fucking number one shit. This is, like, TRL days. Um and uh, it was it was like a big fucking rock song, metal-wise. It was fucking huge. But, um, yeah, song was huge. And that was her name. And uh, she was super cool, man. I ran into her at one of those things, one of those, like, all-age club things. And she was there, and she would buy us drinks. Well, she wouldn't buy us drinks. She would buy them for us. Like, we would give her the money, and she would buy it. And, like, give it to us and shit like that. And me and her hit it off. And uh, one night, she was like, hey, do you want to come outside with me? I was like, fuck yeah. I thought she was just going to smoke some cigarettes. You know, we're just going to hang out and make out and shit like that. So she goes outside, we're smoking cigarettes and shit like that. She makes out, she's like, hey, let's just go to my car. I'm like, all right, cool. This is in the parking lot, man. Go in the parking lot, fucking jumps on me, we're making out, we fuck. It was fucking awesome, dude. Times like these, like I said, it, it's fucking funny now that I have kids. I'm just in the back of my head like, fuck, dude, that'd be kind of weird. But, I mean, my son, like, like I said, he's only a year old. But if he's 16 and he's fucking a 24-year-old, 25-year-old, dude, in my head, as a dad, I'd be like, fuck yeah, boy, you're doing <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, people can say whatever the fuck they want, especially nowadays, they're like, that's fucking sexual assault, she's fucking molesting that kid. I know, but that's the old joke, and it's a fucking true, that's why it's so old. People only care when it's a man going after a little girl, because, dude, that's just fucking wrong. Like, I, dude, what fucking, even when I was single in my 20s, and I was fucking around with a 19-year-old, 18-year-old, in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, fucking, I don't give a fuck about her at all, it's just the sex. That was it. So, to have that mentality of being, like, a 20-year-old dude fucking a 15-year-old girl, fuck that, dude. That's trash, man. That's our own shit. It's been brought up on STD, like, that's beyond... And it's fucking funny that he's like, it's taboo. That's the only reason why I won't do it. When when Murphy made that statement, I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Did you just hear what you just said, dude? You said, I don't want to do that because it's just so, so uh, cliche. You shouldn't fucking want to do it because it's fucking wrong, dude. The reason why that shit's so easy is because they're a fucking child and you're a grown-ass man, dude. Ew. But, like I said, the other way around, a fucking grown woman fucking a fucking 15, 16-year-old dude? Fuck yeah, dude. That shit. <laughs> I, I, I never cared. Uh, I mean, they talk about that shit when teachers fuck the students and shit like that. Yeah, dude, as long as it's not a male teacher fucking around with a fucking female student, I really don't care, dude. I'm sorry, I mean, you fucking agree or disagree, whatever, but, like I said, dude, those are the fucking times, um, yeah, fuck, well, how did it go, what else do I have on there, um, going to clubs, shows, concerts, yeah, started going to concerts, me and, uh, my boy Zach went to fucking Tattoo the Earth, 
which was one of the greatest fucking shows ever for being as small as it was, was the Orange Show. The Orange Show is literally down the street in San Bernardino. It's nothing out here. It's huge. Like, now it's like a EDM spot. They do Nocturnal there all the time. They do, like, all those fucking expansions of Nocturnal or, or the EDM fucking carnival shit. The carnival, I want to say, started there and now it moved to Glen Helen, but now it moves to Vegas. It's all over now, but it started there. Orange Show, as much as people like to talk shit about San Bernardino, Orange Show fucking puts up good-ass fucking shows and it has huge fucking festivals. They just had to smoke out gone to some of those um what else uh the pavilion which is uh north san Bernardino side um opposite end that's still to this day a huge ozfest spot and the main reason behind that is because randy rhodes grew up in san Bernardino. uh his uh burial ground is in the same fucking cemetery as my grandparents my uncles a few of my family members are all buried there um his his uh Montaleum, I guess you would call it, or Montaleum, or whatever the fuck they call it, it's fucking beautiful, it's nothing crazy big or nothing like that, it's really nice, his guitar used to be in there, somebody stole it, it was recovered years back, but his family knows better now not to have it there, but yeah, you can still go over there to this day, uh, Ozzy Osbourne once a year still comes down, and uh, he doesn't announce it, doesn't take pictures or nothing like that, but uh, people have seen him, and it's been posted and shit like that, like, oh shit, Ozzy's in San Bernardino, uh, he normally tries to do it around the time that he goes to Ozfest, especially back when, you know, Black Sabbath or Ozzy was performing, but now that that's kind of done and shit like that, he just still comes by once a year. Um, yeah, uh, what the fuck else is around there? Uh, Tattoo of the Earth, Ozfest, uh, fuck. Smoke Out was big, it still is. I mean, now it's kind of in San Diego or something like that, but the first four to five years was always in San Bernardino, um, which is the Cypress Hill concert. Started with that and turned into what it is now. Um, what the fuck else? Shows are part of the Orange Show thing. A lot of punk rock shows are part of the Orange Show. Um, we've had some where, like, you know, fucking Nazis show up and show that, and people fucking realize, like, oh, you're in the wrong fucking neighborhood, dude. SoCal, especially fucking Purdue, like the IE, dude, even if you are racist, you're getting checked real fucking quick, dude. There's too many fucking, we're too diverse here. Like, white is the minority out here. As much as fucking, like, I mean, if you watch just the videos and you only see Bucks, uh, uh, Powers, and DK, and you see me, yeah, in that version, it looks like I'm the minority. I mean, uh, Powers is actually half Hispanic. Well, a lot of people don't see it or whatever, but he is. Uh, but yeah, they are the minority, like, out here, big time. I bet if they talked about their high school experience, it wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, you know, me and my white friends. is like, no, me, a bunch of other people, and one other white guy, probably. But, um... Yeah, so coming out here, fucking, I get it, punk rock shows, like, there's always, like, you know, uh, skinheads and fucking stupid shit like that, but, yeah, you don't do that shit out here, dude, you'll get checked real fucking quick, you have a fucking tattoo, you have, you're rocking that iron cross, you're getting fucked up, um, so yeah, uh, what, we used to go to, we went to Tool concerts, we went out to LA, me and, uh, uh, Zach, we did that, I, I wanna say I talked about that before on either STD or, or SGR, where, uh, one of the, Tool concerts we went to when we got out. This is during high school. We got out and we were waiting for our, for um, I want to say his cousin to pick us up, if not mine. And LAPD just wasn't having it, man. They fucking spot lit us. Not just us. But I mean, like all the kids that were hanging out, because uh, the only place inside, which used to be the Staples Center, but it's not anymore. It's called something else now. Um, they, uh, if you're an adult, you can stick around inside and drink at the bars and stuff like that. But if you're a minor, they kicked you out. And so fucking cops just put up their shit and just started beating the fuck out of us dude it was crazy like i didn't get hit but i mean they they were fucking people up and scaring the fuck out of them by spotlighting up in the hills where we were hiding and then just going up there and dragging one or two of them out and just fucking them up with their fucking uh, batons man it, it was crazy but like i said these are those days back in the day when like as much as people were like oh the cops are horrible now fuck no man cops were fucking crazy back in the day <laughs> early aughts fucking late 90s cops were fucking crazy like they would fuck shit up just because like that was just a thing to do for them it was like ah fuck their kids let's fuck them up yeah that, that was those days uh what else i got going on in here making my mistakes oh anything bad that happened wasn't my fault yeah i always felt that way growing up um how far is it? I want to say this is already like what, 40 some minutes in. Damn, almost an hour. Alright, I'll kind of wrap this up here and then go with a part two eventually because like I said, there's a lot more I can talk about. I don't want to feel rushed and be like, oh yeah, let me fucking just cut you guys off. And um, I don't want to fucking do a three hour fucking episode like I used to. I'll just do it in parts. So um, I'll end it with, uh, I guess, um, I'll, a lead up for what is going to happen later on or the next part. 
I was frustrated that I couldn't skip ahead and just be an adult. That's, yeah, that I'll probably get into more. Um, I kind of brought it up right now a little bit. Um, my sophomore year, uh, my parents got into it to the point where the, the divorce word got thrown out and kind of got brought up. And I was giving my dad shit. I kind of avoided talking to him for almost a whole year, pretty much the whole school year. I, I just didn't talk to him. Um, I would leave him messages and shit, like uh, recordings or, or write notes and shit like that, but I tried never to talk to him, ever. And my mom even kind of was like, you can't do that shit, you know, that's our problem, don't worry about it, it has nothing to do with you. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that, like, he's hurting you, so I'm, I'm on your team, like, and I've always said this to my mom, like, hey, if you don't like somebody or you don't get along with them, even if I did, I'm changing teams now. You're, I'm team mom forever. Um, so I chose her over uh, my dad, but at the time, like I said, I realized it even being as young as I was that like it just wasn't good me being there like my brother was always gone because he was going to school and doing other shit so he was never really there he just went there to sleep same with me it was kind of like sleep go to school and hang out um so I eventually left and I was staying with a cousin for a bit and shit got real bad real quick there I'll get further into that that's where like the whole drug thing got real big for me I got really big into drugs like real quick um and then from there, I left and started staying at a friend's house. At one point, I was with, I was at Bucks's for, I want to say, a whole month. Uh, I remember at least some time. It wasn't every day either. It was like two or three days a week I would stay there, and then or at least two nights, and then like book off um, and go to either another buddy's house and stay there or somebody else's. And at times, even on the street, um, it sounds kind of shitty now. And, I mean, looking back at it, it was because, I mean... I wasn't on the street long enough to where it's like, fuck, dude, shit got real bad, real sketch. But the few times I was out, it was just me, man. And, I mean, this is fucking pre-cell phones. Like, well, I mean, cell phones are around, but I didn't have one. I didn't get my Nokia brick phone, the one that was green with Snake, until my senior year. And this is my sophomore, junior year that all this shit happened. So, yeah, I was on the streets a bit, kind of met some people. Some of them were cool. Some of them were only being cool till they could be shady, you know, um... And then uh, I stayed at a graveyard a few times because nobody fucks with you there. Um, I also passed out at um, at a McDonald's, which isn't that far from uh, the actual high school, in the play area. Just fucking curled up in the in the thing, and that way I knew if anybody was gonna come fuck with me, like I could kind of hear them. You know, I could at least wake up and get my shit together and bail out. It, it was crazy times. Um, what else I got going on in here? Uh, having more sex, drinking habit starts, drug use starts. I had a, uh, a jump from three, which was uh, middle school. Middle school was when I lost my virginity with that girl, Marissa. Then um, my first real girlfriend, the twin. Then uh, the bicep chick that uh, was a leap year baby. So those are the three in, in middle school. And then, like I said, my next girlfriend, nothing sexual really happened outside of, like, going down on each other and shit like that and fingering and stuff like that. I, you know, I, I never had sex with her, but uh, I ate her out. She sucked my dick, um, stuff like that. But, yeah, by the end of high school, I was at 12 because my, my first love, uh, which will be the next age gas, but not the part two of this, uh, she was uh, my lucky number 13. <laughs> As much as you would like to say it's an unlucky number, it's always been good for me. Um, yeah, so I jumped from 3 to 12 in that time. Uh, my drinking and, and drug start. Like I said, drinking started freshman year, hanging out with a bunch of friends. Just didn't even think anything of it because I wasn't as drunk as them in my head. And that's where I was like, oh, well, I'm fucking, I'm fine. You know, I'm just drinking. I'm not drunk. But then by sophomore, junior year, big time, I was drinking like as much as I could. If there was alcohol around and, and you said I could have some, I was drinking it. Didn't matter what it was. I wasn't picky back then. I would drink Bud Light. I would drink fucking natural ice, which is fucking disgusting nowadays. I would, You couldn't pay me to drink that shit. Um, Naughty Ice, we called it. That was like the high school drink, man. Uh, random keg drinks, whatever. Uh, mixing liquor. Like, it was fucking to do. And I don't mean like, oh, I drink in a rum and Coke and now I'm going to drink a Jack and Coke. I mean mixing rum with Jack with soco and like touching up with some tequila and then throwing some sprite or like a squirt on top just to make it bubble and then drinking that like that was like i said this is high school um so yeah shit like that 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 sucked <laughs> uh i wrote down being too honest 
Uh, yeah, I was I was way too honest. Um, cost me a lot. Cost me some relationships. There were some girls in high school where, like, you know, I guess I can blame it on the alcohol now, but at the time I shouldn't, you know, and I really shouldn't now because I was stupid. I should have, as for being as smart as I thought I was, I should have known to be like, oh man, I can't tell her the truth. I got like, you know, she's like, were you with so and so? Like, I, I heard this, and I could have just been like, no, like, fuck that, that didn't ever happen. Instead, I was like, yeah, and what does it mean? Like, we weren't, we're not together. And she's like, I'm your girlfriend. And I'm like, no, you're not. We just, like, hold hands and made out. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, I just fucking made out there. So you're telling me, that, like, shit like that. I was just brutally too honest to people. I gave away way too much shit. I could have probably, probably lied and, and been good. But in my head, I guess, I just thought, what the fuck's the point of lying? Like, why? Um, what else did I write in here for the future things? Uh, oh, I buried friends. Yeah, in high school, um, I started losing friends, which was kind of crazy. Like I said, drugs, dude. Um... A few of them, the overdose, one of them OD'd at school. I mean, they carried him off. We talked about this, I want to say, in an old-ass boozing dudes. His name was Tyler. Um, yeah, he died at school. Um, he had a full-blown panic attack. He was a nitrous head kid. And um, his heart gave out. He went to the hospital. It, it was chaos that day, man. And then another friend of mine, him and his friends were drinking and driving. And... Uh, they flipped their car over on a hill and uh, none of them were wearing seatbelts. He flew out the car halfway and the car rolled over him. That changed a lot, man, because I knew that kid since we were little. He, his dad and my dad were best friends growing up, so I've known him forever. He was a year or two older than me, but uh, we were always cool at school. He never fucked with me or nothing like that, and he was kind of one of those shitty guys that, you know, just started shit. But um, when we got cool, like I said, maybe freshman year through sports, um, his buddies were cool with me. And then when that happened, which was my sophomore year and his senior year, um, he was dating a girl that I, went to, that I was in school with. Like, So he dated somebody younger than him. And um, yeah, I remember that being like fucking massive. That that fucked up our whole school. Cause I mean, like I said, he, he was a good guy. I mean, it's always what you're supposed to say when somebody dies. I mean, don't get me wrong. He wasn't like the best person, you know? But I mean, he was a good guy overall, good kid. I'm saying guy. He was fucking 17, 18 years old when he passed away. Um, good kid, man. He, he really was. You know, like, you're not, he wasn't perfect. Nobody was back then. But, um, yeah, that fucking changed a lot. Um, his buddy that drove, that fucking ruined his whole life. Fucked him up. He didn't want to do shit. Couldn't do shit anymore. I was friends with his younger brother. Um, so I would see him. Like I said, night and day, man. He just flipped. In, the, in a good way, I mean. But it, it's just drastic to see. Like, you know, he became a shut-in. He didn't want to do shit. And then the other friend, I was still cool with, and he kind of flipped the opposite. He went more aggressive. He was just like, he, he didn't see it as anything of his fault. You know, they were all drunk in his head, but he got more kind of sporadic and like um, erratic, I guess would be the better word. Yeah, he, he just, he didn't give a fuck. It's as if he was like, fuck it, man, I should be dead too, so I don't give a fuck what happens to me. Um, that gang shit that happened to people um yeah that was stuff that happened around uh you know like I said San Marino's known to be like in a bad area but I've always said it growing up like just don't fuck with people and don't be involved with certain shit and nothing will happen but people in high school you know through their family being gang members or just them trying to fucking join up shit would go down I remember going to parties and seeing people getting stabbed I remember um there was a group called the Dogs they wore uh, dog tags and shit like that. They are just fucking assholes, man. I n never cared for those people. I remember pretty much at any party, if you ran into one of them, by the end of the party, you're going to run into like five or six. And if you pissed off one, even though he was in the wrong, if you talk shit back to him, fucking he was on the phone with his buddies or whatever, or would take off, go get his friends and come back and fuck people up, man. They're just pieces of shit. Like I said, they're assholes. They, they weren't the type of people to be like, oh yeah, let's fight one-on-one. -on -one. They were like, oh, okay. Fuck you, dude. I remember that shit. And then come back an hour or two later with like seven dudes and beat the fuck out of that one person. They were just shitty like that. I, I never cared about that. Uh, and then what did I put at the bottom? Hooking up my friends, girls, because alcohol or drugs. Yeah. Um, fucked up to say. And I mean, it cost me friendships and shit. I remember one of them, uh, we would get into it because of this. I mean, which is crazy because at the time I was like, dude, what the fuck's his problem? I was in the wrong, dude. I fucked this fucking girl. You know? Like, that's not cool at all. Yeah, especially, like I said, in high school, dude, like, what else do you have? That, that's everything to you at the time. Your girl, like, 
that's everything. Like, your girl's your world back then, man. Like, especially if you have one. Like, that's my girl. Shit. Like, that was, like, the big deal, dude. That was, like, pretty much the only stress in your life. You had nothing else. You weren't paying bills. And school's not that hard. As much as people like to fucking make it, like, oh, fucking, I graduated high school. It's, the tassel's worth the hassle. It's not a fucking hassle. High school's fucking awesome, man. For as much as people like to talk shit, even the people that get bullied and shit like that, like, it wasn't all bad, was it? You had friends. You did shit. Like, when people think about just a negative of it, I don't know, to me it's like either your shit must have been really fucking bad, like you moved schools a lot and you got bullied a bunch or you never had friends, or you just never tried to do anything. Like, there's so much shit to do in high school. I remember fucking weird-ass, creepy people were like fucking loser kids being at house parties too. They still showed up, like, you know, and some of them were cool because they were the druggie. Like, they were a weird-ass kid until you found out they were a pothead and shit, and then all of a sudden, oh, dude, you're fucking cool as fuck. You hang out. Fuck yeah, you can smoke weed. You can smoke weed more than most of us. All cool. There was always something there. I don't know. It was weird. And then, like I said, the drama kids, there's there's all kind of weird-ass fucking people. Which is real funny, knowing that uh, DK Murph was a drama kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I guess I figured it would be a two-parter, too. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll make this is a two-part. So uh, this is part one for now, a little over an hour. I'm going to end it with uh, My Best Fiend, which is another track from Hot Hot Heat. I said, uh wasn't at the time, but these songs fit really good for it. So I got to figure out some other songs for part two. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. So this is Age Gaps part two, or the second one in the series of Age Gaps, but this is part one, I guess. And part two will be uh, probably either later on this week or I'll drop it a week later just to let you guys catch up on it. But uh, thanks for listening, man. A lot of you guys are uh, putting my numbers up high and stuff, and there's a lot of new cities and new areas going up. Dublin, uh, whoever the fuck is listening out there, man, you guys are killing it. Uh, hopefully you're handing out or, or letting your friends know or something because those numbers are fucking awesome. You guys are beating the United States right now, so you guys are cool as fuck. Whoever it is, thanks again. Uh, yeah, so until next time. Later. <laughs>